Hi, in today's episode we have Natya Nanaya. Natya is a happy yoga girl who quit a high-flying job to come back to India and live the slow life. The slow life that everybody is today talking about. So tell me more your journey Natya. What got you back from your work abroad and what made you miss India so much for you to come back here? Tell me more. Hi Mo, thank you for having me here. I moved back to India from Ireland. So I was in Ireland for about three and a half years and I moved back just to be closer to home and to my family. Like that's what initiated my move. I took the big step without knowing what I'd be doing once I got back. And it was also me taking a break from my corporate life. Like I'd worked with Google for about seven years. And um, yeah, so I wanted to take a break and see if there was anything else for me where I could really make a difference in someone's life more than just, you know, work on the corporate side of things. What was that point that made you want to, I mean, I understand about family, but you know, most youngsters, when they're living abroad, they're without any of the restrictions of a family and the home. And, you know, also for you to have lived seven years and then to come back, how was the transition? Did you initially feel a lot of um, fear, insecurity when you came back with the decision or were you very crystal clear that you wanted to continue? And we need an honest answer there, Natya. So what actually made me come back, like I said, was for family, like I would visit India once a year and I'd realize like my parents, my friends, all of them, you know, they've grown a year older and I wasn't part of that change really. And it was quite overwhelming that I couldn't be here for them if it were a medical emergency or, you know, like if they really needed me, all I could do was get on a phone or arrange for someone to be there, but not be here physically with them. So that was a little heart-wrenching. I didn't think of my life when I moved back. For me, it was what I could do for them. And uh, yeah, once I got back here, that's when the me came into picture. And I was like, oh God, what have I done? Because uh, it wasn't easy coming back and, you know, like getting used to things around here. Like you're moving from a really progressive state of mind, like with the people you meet and all of that, and you're coming back home. Home is home, but um, it's different. Like, I don't know how to put it, but it's different. I feel everybody I thought I would be helping or moving back for had also grown in their own ways, like mentally. So there was a bit of a difference. Uh, to be very honest, like I couldn't hold a conversation with my own family or friends for more than five minutes because in my head, I'd be like, what are they saying? Like there was such a disconnect, you know, like, if that makes sense. Yes, of course, it makes a lot of sense, uh, Natya, because, you know, I mean, I relate to that so much, having moved cities on my own and I know what it is like to, you know, carve yourself all over again. You know, my move was also from Delhi. Uh, you know, I went into Kolkata, which is a little easy being a Bengali and then after that into Bangalore. So, but Delhi had this whole, you know, availability for courses, the arts and all of that was very, very strong, you know, uh, in the earlier days. Of course, today Bangalore has changed changed, and, uh, and you find a lot of cultural stuff, excepting for COVID, the things have like really gotten awry and, you know, we don't have... Um, the way it is was earlier, but I'm very hopeful, you know. And so I get that so well. And I'm also at that stage now where I can't deal with having conversations that are not real, you know. Yes. And, and that's yeah. the other thing. I moved from Ireland to Coog, so it wasn't a city. It's literally to, uh, I wouldn't say rural, but it is 
a smaller district. It is a smaller town. And uh, most of my conversations would start around, so what's the weather like? And then it would just reach a dead end. And, you know, the other person and I would just be looking at each other's face. Yes, I know. I I relate to that completely and I understand that so well, Natya, because today I've reached that space where I kind of find myself almost insulated in my own little world of writing, podcasting, because, you know, when I, when I step out, I also feel that I've probably moved a few steps forward and some people are still, you know, on their process or their life journey is a little different from mine. And I, and I completely understand. But now coming back to yoga, you know, I mean, um, it is just so admirable the way you have, um, you know, taken up yoga. And like you say, it's one breath at a time. Uh, what inspired you to get down to yoga and what kind of yoga do you teach? I've played sport through my life. Like I've been into athletics and basketball through and through. So every time someone suggested yoga, I'd be like, oh, but yoga is for someone who can't play sport. Like, you know, it's not for people who are active otherwise. That was always my mindset. And uh, when I went for my first yoga class, my friend convinced me because it was raining outside and I couldn't go get a game. And I really wanted to do something after work. So I went for my first yoga class and I half died. Like it was so intense. I came out wondering, you know, what the hell? Like, that was not what I expected at all. And it was a hot yoga class, I remember. I was so exhausted and I was mind blown because the effect it had on my body, I felt it then and there after my first class. So that's what made me explore it further. Like, I signed up for classes immediately and I got quite regular with it. But I hadn't thought of teaching then. It was only after I moved back to India that I thought, okay, let me do this teacher training program so I can teach myself because I'm used to a certain kind of uh, yoga. Like I do very fast-paced, active and power yoga for myself. So I said, okay, you know, let me understand the technicalities and start to teach myself. So while I was doing my class, I had a lot of requests to teach them. And it always came from Nat, can you please help me? I want to lose weight. You know, my mind is really cluttered. Can you help me with yoga? That's how it started. And I took on a couple of cousins and friends and I was doing it for free. Like I didn't charge anybody, but it felt so fulfilling when they'd come back and say, thank you. You know, this was really good. We really enjoyed ourselves. And, and that for me was positive reinforcement. I said, okay, I think I fi finally found my calling. This seems like something I would want to explore. So I deep dived into it. I took on a couple more students. All of my friends, I didn't reach out to anyone in the public. I called out to a few friends and then I chalked out some programs for them. And I've been training or teaching them for the last couple of years now. They're happy. I'm happy. But, you know, there was something else that I felt like I didn't know enough. So then I went to Rishikesh for a little over two and a half months. I went back to my practice. I got trained. I did my advanced program. And I came back in April and started full-fledged classes now. So I teach about 30 people now across group and personal sessions. Um, I do both yoga and meditation classes. And it's been wonderful. Like it's given me my space. It's given me a true reason to do what I do. 
How wonderful, how wonderful to hear this. And what is the kind of age group that you have in your class, Natya? Oh, you'd be amazed. I start, I have my youngest student who's 21 and my oldest is 62. So it's across different age groups and for different reasons. Like one wants to lose weight, one wants to gain weight. One thinks it's for her mental stability. Another thinks it's for a wholesome experience. And I do a lot of um, medical help as well, like therapeutic yoga. So this one friend that I took on two and a half years ago, he came to me with acute back pain. So, you know, like I do therapeutic yoga as well. What was the response like for friends around you, for people? Because, you know, for someone who's a believer, you're just a believer like me, you know, like the way when I began my podcasting, when I began my writing, nobody really believed what I was going to do. And like you, I too had this whole mission of taking out stories for women, taking out stories for unheard stories, unheard voices, you know, out into the entire world. And I think, you know, what happens is that if you've left a corporate job and you're going to do yoga and become a yoga teacher, many people would try and make you question this choice that you made. Did you go through any of this? I did because, um, so I worked in Europe and I earned in Europe, right? So when I came back, it was, you're going to teach yoga, like you're going to become a teacher. Do you realize what kind of a hit that'll take on your lifestyle? And my parents were the ones to call me out on this or ask me this question. But um, by then, in the last two years, I've been married. My partner saw how I was helping people. My husband, Rishwan, he was like, Nat, I think this is you. So we also run a homestay. And, you know, I kind of sidetracked along the way thinking I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I had what it took to start. Why would you say that, Nadia? Uh, I was new. Okay. It was, it was brand new for me. And also, I think I not put myself out there and I was scared what the response would be. So I didn't. I just took on the people who insisted that they wanted to learn. I just took them on and I was teaching them. And Rish saw the kind of effect it had on them. And he's like, Nat, can you please do this? Like, this is you. And you see the effect it's having on different people. Can you please help more people? So that's what made me take it up like more seriously. I said, okay, in December, I've made up my decision. In Jan, I left to Rishikesh. And, you know, after that, everything's just come together. But initially, it was fear of being accepted, fear of earning anything at all, if not something. And um, so it's, it's still so a journey. Interesting. It's very interesting, Nati, when you say this, because you know what, for most, I think things are changing because I, like I always say, I'm an eternal optimist. That value in terms of any work that you do is always monetary. Uh, in the eyes of people and that really leaves people with your and my kind of professions all the time trying we question you know what we are in the pursuit of and um, yes and you know because money is the only measure of success which is not at all true you know for a lot of people like you yes who who you know I'm sure you are you're fulfilled when you see that somebody who's come with a backache uh, you know his or her back has gotten better you know it just reiterates the faith uh, with with which you, you know, push yourself to go ahead and carry this forward. So, Natya, you know, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, about the coffee um, and the resort that you said that you have, right? Uh, you have a homestay, right? Now, did that ha also have a hit during COVID? And did you have, uh, you know, was it easy for you and Rishwin? Oh, it was the op absolute opposite of easy. 
So we, we opened our doors in 2018, September for okay. about a couple of months. And like we ran through September to February and in 2019. But basically, we've been open for two years, technically, but we've only run for about six months or seven months. So initially, obviously, this is a huge investment. We're taking like big loans and, and all of that to get the place started. And the response was good when we opened our doors. But when COVID hit, it was a dead end suddenly. Like we live off hospitality, so we needed guests to come. But if travel was completely banned, it means nothing, right? Like absolutely. you go from a lot to absolutely nothing. So it was a huge hit for us, not just financially, but mentally and emotionally as well. The first month we took a break. We we're like, okay, we've overworked ourselves for the last six to eight months. So let's take a break. And then it didn't seem to end. That's what got scary because we didn't want to leave our staff hanging. So we continued paying their um, salaries out of our pockets or whatever little we've, we'd made, considering paying back loans and all of that. And uh, we got a chance to reopen again for about three months before we got shut down again. So it's been really, really, I won't say bad, I would say challenging. Because we know we have potential when we open, people will come to us to stay with us. But being hit for a long time has taken its toll on the property, on our staff, on us, mentally, physically and emotionally. But the more I talk to you, Natya, the more I realize that challenges is just going to make you become a bigger queen, an absolute slay queen that you are when I'm talking to you. And, you know, I mean, I can just say congratulations on this, on decisions, because you know what, I envy youngsters like you who can just take these decisions for themselves in life. And sometimes they're not right, but they're, and sometimes they are really right. But in all of this is a huge learning about yourself, about the environment, about what is it that you want and what is it that you want to take forward very seriously in life. So Natya, I would like to thank you for taking out the time today for this episode. But if people were to get in touch with you about the homestay that you run, where is it that they can get in touch with you? If you could just share with our listeners the uh, website link or a telephone number. And if anybody is in Kurg and they are listening, they need to know where to find Natya to learn yoga from her and get that backache going and learn the butterfly, the swan and the root pose. <laughs> and uh, learn because I do believe that yoga is one of the most amazing exercises to have agility and flexibility. And, um, you know, it really works both in the yin and the yang, you know. It is the whole entire thing about balance. And I hear a very balanced young lady talking to me. So please tell our listeners, where can they get in touch with you? So um, for my yoga classes, you can currently get in touch with me on my Instagram handle or my number, which is uh, 944-920-4726. That's my personal number. So if you want to get in touch with me regarding the homestay or the cafe, that works too. Otherwise, you can find us under Riverside Coffee on booking.com. We are yet to get our um, website up and running, but we also are on Instagram and Facebook. So Riverside Coffee is where you'll find us. And so, uh, thank you, Moa, for having me. 
likes it. Absolutely, it's a pleasure is mine because I've seen a very young Natya to the Natya that you are today. and uh, you know it's an absolute pleasure so for listeners you know if they are to get in touch with natya and her riverside retreat for people who love kook who love this to wake up to the smell of coffee and the blossoms please get in touch with natya at 9449204726 thank you natya for taking out the time and wishing you loads and loads of luck and a big hug to you thank you thank you to you Our dearest listeners, you can find us on your favorite streaming services. Find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and of course, all other major streaming services. With loads of love, we are Moody Mo Awaz Podcast, where Hatke is hot.